Hello. So before I begin this podcast, I'd like to re-emphasize the fact that Physiomentalist is here to help you as a physiotherapist student and as a young physiotherapist. Feel free to reach out to us. question here is why should we investigate should we investigate further on the patient because we want to show how clever we are as doctors or as physiotherapists no we should only investigate further after thorough collecting of the patient after you've examined the patient subjectively and objectively and you see the need to investigate then investigate but then we should be as economical as possible. And when I say economical, it should be in both time and money. So you have to consider the time it should take this test to be done and how much it should take. Sometimes the cost of omitting a proper investigation is as high as doing unnecessary ones. So you don't want unnecessary investigation, but you don't want to omit a necessary one. So before you ask a patient to 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 go for an investigation you have to answer three questions number one will the results of this investigation affect my diagnosis number two will the results of this investigation affect my treatment and lastly will the results of this investigation affect my patient's um, prognosis if you answer all these questions and your answers are yes then patients should go for the investigation but if at any point your answer is no for any of the questions then you have to be economical like i said there's no need for that test if the test is not going to affect the patient's prognosis their diagnosis or treatment then it doesn't matter what um um, the investigation would would tell so never ask a patient to investigate because uh, it would be nice to know nah that is completely wrong and um, inappropriate uh, you asking a patient to investigate because you must document fully that is very very wrong that is not economical in any way um, or you want to um investigate because everyone else does it now that is completely wrong also you don't want to do that so when you are interpreting results what should you consider okay now you've had the patient to um do a full blood count or eu creatinine test patient has been um, complaining of weakness you've ruled out um, um nervous and musculoskeletal system and you want to see if uh um potassium sodium level has anything to do with the weakness the patient is complaining about the first thing you want to know is if it's the the first time the patient is taking that test because your definition of normal sometimes has to be relative so is the normal is it normal when the appropriate reference range is taken into account that's the first thing 
I mean, they have usually reference ranges. But is 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 it normal for the patient when um, the reference range is taken into account, or abnormal with respect to the appropriate reference range? So, if the patient has taken it before, that's you. That will, that would definitely or should be your reference range. So taking it again, for example, the patient took it last week and the sodium was um, 2.4. So for and the patient is taking it again and it's 3.0. 3.0 is lesser than what the sodium value should be. It should be between 3.5 to 5.0. So you would say that it is reduced. But when you, when you compare it to the reference range, but when you compare it to the first time results, it is better. So that's the first thing you want to know. So if it's better, then it should it it won't explain the symptom of the patient because the patient wasn't weak even when the sodium was two point something, and now that the patient um, the sodium is improving, why should there be weakness? So that is one. Another thing is. Uh, you want to ask yourself if it is diagnostically significant. Diagnostically significant. We're still going to talk about that. And um, like I said, if there's been a series of tests, you want to check the significant change. You want to look out for the significant change. Also, while interpreting um, results, we should understand that there are variations. The, the so-called normal range, the so-called normal range is um, usually derived from um, research of about, so the test result of I think about 95% of people, that's, that's where they get the normal range value. So there are still people at the extreme are still people that would fit um, between those normal reference ranges and they are okay because they are variation. So there are non-pathological factors that could affect our test results. Things like uh, physiological differences. That's one. Physiological differences like um, our sex, our age, our geographical difference. If you run a test on someone in France, a white person in France, a white person in the UK, and you run the same test with, with um, Amaka in Nigeria, they might have same age, same sex, but different geographical location. There might be variations in their so-called normal range. And if you run the same test on a white male, on a um, black female, their normal range might, be, might differ. So there are physiological differences. Number two, uh, are f- um, um, uh, physiological variations too. Physiological variations like our sleep rhythm and circadian rhythm, for example. Uh, circadian rhythm, for example. And also the condition we are, a physiological condition. I'm still talking about variation. Conditions like stress. When I'm under stress, it could affect the results of my test. Cortisol is high during st- stress. So my plasma concentration of cortisol would be high if you run that test at that point. And if you take it to my physician, 
the person might not know that I was stressed at the point that the, the test result was taken. Another example would be meal glucose. The time um uh, glucose test would usually vary with the time um the patient just had their meal, so that would also lead to a variation. For another variation would be uh, uh menstruating females. Level of iron might be low, as low as like fifty percent low. A few months, uh, uh, a few days before their menstruation. So iron, my plasma iron might be low. So that is that about physiological variation. But the last and the most important one, Jeff, is the methodology uh, methodological differences between laboratories. Laboratories don't preserve their um, uh, samples the same way, not the same pH, temperature, and other variables. So if you run the same lab on the same person in four different laboratories, you get you might get four different values, ranges of values. So what do we do then? What should be the normal? So it's usually best not to interpret any result of any investigation unless what you have consulted the reference range issued by the laboratory carrying out the test so laboratories should have their own reference range so they would have taken account um, um they were taking into account the geographical location the methodology um, they used so that would be your reference range so the other physiological difference and variation would be taken account in the range. That is why it is a range and not a value. So the best thing to do is get the reference range of the laboratory that is performing the test and um, follow that through. So, but in the absence of that, you can still use international standard ranges. And well, that's all. <laughs> I'm sure you've learned one thing or the other don't go yet though check the list of our recorded podcast and find one more to listen to my name is abasa demala Thank you.